This is JDSA's Law Talk, the program that gives you straight facts on our laws and answers questions about the topics that may affect your everyday personal and professional life. Welcome to JDSA's Law Talk. I'm your host, Clint Strand. This is the program that clearly explains complicated legal issues and how the law applies to your everyday personal and professional life. Joining me for this episode is JDSA attorney Jordan Miller. Welcome, Jordan. Hi, Clint. How are you? Very good. I'm great. Uh, Let's talk about our subject for today, and we are talking about restraining orders. Yes? Yes, sir. Not necessarily cut and dried. There are a bunch of different directions we can go with on this. Yes? Multiple facets, multiple... Uh, avenues to achieve one. Absolutely. There's a lot to, to discuss and understand about these. All right. You know the subject matter. We'll dive in coming your way in just a moment as we begin JDSA's Law Talk. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Hear more programs and read in-depth articles on the law at JDSALaw.com. However you're listening on podcast, on our website, you're listening to JDSA's Law Talk. I'm your host, Clint Strand, talking with JDSA attorney Jordan Miller about restraining orders. Now, let's begin at the beginning. What exactly is a restraining order? When we talk about that, what do we mean? Excellent question, Clint. Well, uh, generally, as I think we all know, and we're in a free society, and absent doing something that's inappropriate against the law or harming another person, we're able to live our lives. Restraining orders exist because persons choose to behave in ways that that aren't appropriate and do cause persons legitimate fear, feelings of harassment, um, the things that need to be shown to a judge for them to issue a restraining order. So are we talking about specific criminal behaviors here, or is the scope wider than that? Much wider. There are criminal protection orders that are issued as part of a charging in uh, superior or district courts, but there are multiple civil anti-harassment harassment orders is an example of one. Uh, There are also domestic violence protection orders that are available depending on the relationship between the victim uh, and the restrained person. And there's generally a, a restraining order provision that, again, most frequently comes in the context of a, of a family law matter. Okay. How else are restraining orders issued? Well, functionally, there's two ways. Um, one is on an ex parte basis. That is in a circumstance where there's an emergency. And if you meet the criterion that the law establishes, you can go before a judge with sworn affidavits explaining why you need immediate help. And it needs to happen right now, even though you haven't even told the other side sometimes that you're even asking for this help. The other way is uh, a more normal, if you will, a procedure correct way to file notice, um, not rush to the judge, give the other person an opportunity to review and respond to your allegations. And then you go before the judge for a hearing. I think it's interesting you said that uh, you started out because I think all of us feel like the wheels of justice sometimes turn very slowly, but in some cases they can turn very fast if the occasion warrants that. Absolutely. And judges are, in my experience, uh, especially local judges, are very careful and understand that going to court without telling someone that they're going to court um, is an important component. But the law recognizes that certain circumstances are special, are unique, and require immediate action. Okay, very good. Uh, We'll head to break in just a moment. But before we do that, I also want to drill down into what types of uh, restraining orders we are talking about, because it's not one size fits all. Uh, I understand that there are four different kinds. 
Yes, generally speaking. And, and you can also uh, refer to the generic civil injunction. All of this protection order evolves out of the original thought process that in the civil law, someone needs to be able to protect their interests. And while it used to be property specific, it's evolved to protecting your persons. And there are protection orders, restraining orders, civil anti-harassment orders, and the criminal no contact order are your four basic types. Very good. We've ascertained exactly what we're talking about when it comes to restraining orders. We'll get into the teeth of them coming your way next. How exactly they work and what happens when someone violates that. That's coming your way next right here on JDSA's Law Talk. You're listening to JDSA's Law Talk, brought to you by JDSA Law, one of the largest full-service law firms in North Central Washington. Class actions. They are an important avenue of relief for people or groups who have been harmed. At JDSA Law, we aim to achieve fair victories for our clients. This is how we make your life better committed to you since 1946 jdsa law this is jdsa's law talk visit us now at jdsalaw.com remember you too can join the conversation email us with your questions or topics you'd like to discuss on future episodes email us at lawtalk at jdsalaw.com and you are listening to jdsa's law talk i'm your host clint strand we're talking with our featured attorney jordan miller about restraining orders jordan thanks for hanging out with us a pleasure as always clint thank you all right so we talked about what exactly restraining orders are let's get into the teeth of how exactly these things work so what happens if someone fails to obey or openly flouts a restraining order. One thing to not do generally uh, as a person going before a judge is to disobey their orders. Uh, functionally, what happens it depends on the nature of the order. Most commonly, the reality is that if someone violates the terms of an order, specifically a protective order or an anti-harassment order that tells law enforcement in the text of the order that violation is a crime, they will be arrested. Especially if it's a domestic violence protection order, Clint, Washington state does not give law enforcement discretion. If they believe that a domestic violence protection order has been violated, they are are required to immediately arrest that person. They really are. Yes, sir. And Jordan, that is so important because when we're talking about potential domestic violence issues, we are talking about violence that occurs without premeditation. Sometimes they're, they're things that just happen. And law enforcement needs to be empowered to make sure that those types of incidents are hit off at the pass before they even have a chance to flower. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, domestic relationships are where we see these violent uh, emotional outbursts. And by having a mechanism to remove those persons from those situations immediately, it gives everybody the opportunity to cool down and see that it doesn't escalate to more serious issues beyond just violating a protective order, which in and of itself is a very serious crime. Okay, let's say that you are a person that is contemplating seeking a restraining order of some sort. You're my attorney. What questions do I need to ask you? What do I need to think about? First, you need to make sure that you have any documentation of the incidents, journals, uh, notes on a calendar, anything that helps you organize your thoughts and provide a clear timeline of how your relationship with this person started. Sometimes you don't even have a relationship, but give the facts and the details that make you feel compelled to seek out protection because we're going to need to know those details so we can apply it to the law and get you what you need as soon as possible. Let me ask you this, because when you're dealing with issues of domestic violence, especially ones that have gone on for some time, we are talking about issues of escalation. Usually these things don't go from zero to 100 within the space of a day or a week. Sometimes these events have happened in the past, and now all it takes is a harsh word, a glance, a don't provoke me type of situation. Those are hard to put down on paper. Those are hard 
to make tangible. So for those folks that are dealing with those types of situations, do you have any advice for those people? That's the thing, Clint, is that there's no specific advice that you can necessarily give because each situation is so dynamic, so unique, so personal. But the reality is that the law allows someone to come forward, tell their story in a sworn affidavit, and the judge will take that seriously. What, what else should I do to stay safe? Remove yourself from a situation. Don't hesitate to call law enforcement. They exist for a reason. Our courts do allow this expedited process, but if you feel like you are in immediate jeopardy, call your local law enforcement and ask for help. Learn more about this and other legal topics on our blog. That's JDSALaw.com. We're going to learn more about protective orders and restraining orders. That's coming your way when we get ready to tie everything together with Jordan Miller right here on JDSA's Law Talk. This is JDSA's Law Talk. Join the conversation. Send us your comments and questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. Healthcare law, it's evolving and complex. At JDSA Law, we provide essential legal support to address legal healthcare issues. This is how we make your life better. Committed to you since 1946, JDSA Law. This is JDSA's Law Talk. See our areas of practice now at JDSALaw.com. Welcome back to JDSA's Law Talk. I'm your host, Clint Strand. We are talking with Jordan Miller about restraining orders. Jordan, we covered a whole lot of ground. So as you get ready to tie everything together, is there anything you'd like to add or anything that we've missed? Clint, thank you for asking. I think it's important for uh, persons to understand that Washington State makes all of the necessary forms to ask for a protective order available on their website. But it's important for someone to understand what type of order is applicable to their situation, um, how to ask the judge for an emergency protection. And an experienced attorney can not only help you identify what's appropriate, but also expedite the process of giving you the, the help that you need. Jordan, thank you for your thoughts. We certainly appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, you've been listening to JDSA's Law Talk. Visit us at jdsalaw.com to hear more programs explaining how the law applies to your everyday personal and professional life, and most importantly, how the team of attorneys at JDSA Law can help you. I'm your host, Clint Strand. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk. JDSA's Law Talk. Thanks for joining us, and please join us again next week. You can also join the conversation by sending us your comments and questions to lawtalk at jdsalaw.com. We'd love to include your questions in a future program. Topics covered in this program are for informational purposes only and are not intended to be professional advice. Always seek the advice of a relevant professional with any questions about any legal decision you seek to make. Thanks again for joining us on JDSA's Law Talk.